Hi podcast listeners, it is Tess again here from our accessibility team in London. Welcome to this week's podcast. I am very excited to be hosting this podcast again. In today's show, we have two sections. First up, I'll be talking to Alex, who will explain more about our Uber Engage initiative, which we launched in a few of the pilot cities across the UK. Second, I'll be interviewing Joanne and her husband Darren from Birmingham, who have recently featured in our Where To Britain TV series on Channel 4. Okay, so let's begin. So first up, talking about Uber Engage. So in early February, we announced Uber Engage to the world. It's a global pilot program aimed at providing drivers that use the Uber app a more formalized voice in the business and a more personal way to submit ideas and feedback with bespoke responses from Uber. The UK is the first market globally to be launching this pilot. So that's why I've asked Alex to come here today, who is the lead program manager. Welcome, Alex. So could you please quickly introduce yourself and tell our listeners what you do, for how long you've been with the business and what you've been working on lately? Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Thompson-Armstrong from the Uber Engage team. Uh, I've been at Uber for about 12 months now and uh, prior to Uber I was running campaigns for organisations such as the NHS, the United Nations, just to name a couple and uh, I've been here working on the advisory groups uh, since I joined. Thanks Alex. So could you tell us a little bit more about Uber Engage? What exactly is it? Yeah, so so Uber Engage is two distinct programs. It's the advisory groups, which we launched uh, a couple of months ago. We've just kicked off office hours in our five pilot cities. Uh, We've also launched uh, our National Women's Advisory Forum, which falls under the Uber Engage uh, project. And we're really excited to kick off that first forum later in July. Sounds exciting. So maybe for the listeners out there, do you want to explain a little bit about why we launched such an initiative? So we heard a lot from drivers that they weren't getting their voices heard and we wanted to build a platform that really enabled drivers to to say what they thought and give us real feedback. Um, This was actually designed by drivers as well. We we, we hosted a series of workshops across uh, Portsmouth, Southampton and Liverpool uh, and the feedback was that they wanted a program just like this. So we spent quite a few months developing it and uh, here we are. That's really great to hear. And so in what cities in the UK is this program live at the moment? So currently we're in the South Coast. Uh, Those cities are Brighton, uh, Portsmouth and Southampton. We're also running a pilot in London as well, in the northeast of London. Uh, And we've also launched in Merseyside in Liverpool. Excellent. I'm sure partners in other cities around the UK will be waiting for it to come to them. So some work on your side, Alex. So as you mentioned earlier with Uber Engage, your aim is to give a voice to the partner drivers. Could you go into more details on how you are going to do this and how the programme is actually set up? Yeah, so the actual way drivers can get involved is when we launch new cities, we open up applications to eligible drivers that were, the the process was actually laid out by partners during the workshop phase. Um, If the drivers are successful, the top five partners in, in each of those cities will become advisors. Um, As part of that responsibility, those advisors hold office hours in every city that gives all partners an opportunity to register to come and meet one-on-one with the partner driver uh, from the advisory groups. And they provide feedback directly to Uber. And that comes through my team, the Uber Engage team, and we are in the process of actually delivering some of that feedback uh, at the moment. So once this feedback comes through and lands on your desk, Alex, what do you do with it and how do you action it? and make sure it doesn't just sit there. So the feedback itself, as, as, as you just said, it, it arrives on the Uber Engage team's desk. Uh, we're constantly reviewing the feedback. Uh, what we do then is we look to see if 
the feedback is relevant to certain teams. And then once we found the right team that own the piece of feedback, we're able to engage with them and say, hey, what do you think about this piece of feedback? What can we what can we write back and what can we change about what, what this experience currently is? Once we've done that, then we'll collate that feedback, get it ready to go and uh, pass it back to the local Greenlight Hubs. So we'll be able to hopefully give everyone a call to let them know what the result is. Yes, exactly. That's a very important part of the programme. And it's great to hear that you're involving all the other teams here at Uber. So how do you ensure fairness and transparency in this programme? Really great question. So it's something we thought a lot about. And we, as always, we consult with the partners uh, really, really broadly about how we can do this really well, because we don't want to just be the ones who say this is fair because we know that's not always the case. Um, so we asked partners and they said there should be some form of independent board. Um, and that's exactly what we, we set out to do. And we've now got an independent board of, of six people. Three of them are partner drivers and three of them are experts from the industry. And uh, you could find out a little bit more on, on who they are on the Uber Engage website. That's great to hear you've got those two boards set up. Sounds super impressive. So what's been the feedback so far from partner drivers and what have been some of the key learnings for you? Well, the feedback's been relatively positive. I really understand there's a healthy dose of skepticism that we won't deliver this program uh, really well or that Uber is actually not interested in listening to drivers. And I really want to address that point and that that is not the case. That's why I'm here to make sure that we do uh, deliver really well. Um, I guess it's our job to change people's minds and show that the feedback that we're receiving now we're listening to and that we're actioning as we go along. Excellent. So you mentioned that you're planning to roll this out into other cities beyond the five it's currently live in. So when and how can partners apply to be part of this advisory group? Yeah, so we're looking to roll out in other cities at the end of the pilot period. We, we set ourselves six months to trial this out and to improve the program as we go. Um, we hope to have that finalised uh, by the end of this year when we will then start looking at new cities to launch in. Uh, I don't have any information as to what those cities will be just yet, uh, but we will launch a whole new batch of cities as soon as we can do. And the process will be really simple. All partners should uh, look out for a, an email about Uber Engage going coming their way. And as soon as they hear that email, there should be a link on there for them to be able to apply to take part. Okay, so let's say I'm a partner in Merseyside and I'd like to directly submit feedback to a board member. How exactly do I go about doing that? Great question. So we've set out a process for every week in the pilot cities an email goes out to all the drivers. Uh, the, you'll be able to click on a button and, and uh, book a session with your Engage advisor. What will happen then is that you'll come in and you'll be able to have a slot with the advisor who's on the office hours for that day. You can obviously go to, to your Greenlight Hub if you, if you need help to, to book a slot, but uh, hopefully you should be able to do it all through your phone. Okay, so what are the, some of the key challenges that you've been facing while running this initiative so far? So the key challenge we have at the moment is making sure that everyone's feedback is heard and that we action everything we do. Uh, obviously, our promise to drivers is that this program will deliver their feedback and we'll get a response to them from somebody from this office, from the London office here. So that's obviously our key challenge at the moment is to focus on delivering that, which is why uh, we've put a slight pause to the office hours, why we adjust the process. So the office hours will launch again in the pilot cities uh, in, the, in the second week of July. Uh, that's just so we can improve how feedback is delivered. Uh, we've looked at a couple of, seen a couple of challenges on how uh, how the process is currently, and we just want to improve on that. But going forward, we're really excited to roll this out in every city. And uh, I think once drivers start to see the, the result of, of their hard work, then uh, we'll start to be able to move forward really quickly. And for partner drivers out there who are interested to find more about this programme, where can they find that information? 
Yep, so you can find out all the information you need about Uber Engage on our website, which is t.uber.com forward slash Uber Engage. Uh, on the website, you'll find all the details about the program, including how we started it, how we set it up, uh, with some great videos there from some of the partners who are currently taking part. And if you're in one of the pilot cities, you'll be able to click on a button that says, who's in my adv advisory group? And that will show you a photo and the name of all of your advisors and also help you to book an appointment too. Perfect. So in case you missed that, listeners, the link again is t.uber.com forward slash Uber Engage. So my last question for you, Alex, is about the vision. Where do you see Uber Engage heading to in the future? Yep. So the uh, vision of the program is to roll it out uh, across the UK first. That's our that's our first goal. Uh, but following on from that, because this is a global pilot, we hope to launch Uber Engage everywhere in all cities across the world. At some point, it might not be exactly the same. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have to change a few few details. Uh, but the idea is to try it out here, get it working really well in the UK, and uh, roll it out everywhere else. This is awesome, and I know you put a lot of work into this, Alex. So thank you again for all the efforts. And thanks also for joining us today and telling us more about this great initiative. Thank you for having me. So moving on from Uber Engage, two weeks ago, we launched our Where To Britain TV series, which you might have seen on Channel 4, our social media channels, or in the emails we've sent out about it to you. Just in case you've missed it, here's a little sneak peek of what I'm talking about. So where are we going then, lads? Where are you off to tonight, love? Central Birmingham. Okay, honey. People all over the UK take a ride with Uber every week. Fun practice. In this series, we meet some of those riders and drivers as they go about their lives in transit. I'm like a, an agony aunt in the car. <laughs> in cities across the country, we join them on their journeys as they share their stories with us and with each other. We just clicked, it all went really well, fantastic. Oh, man. Hope you've seen most of the episodes. If not, make sure to check them out. They are really, really funny. So we wanted to bring you a little behind the scenes from one of the episodes from Birmingham. So I'll be chatting to Joanne and Darren in the studio. Welcome both. It's great to have you here on the podcast. Um, first off, could you quickly introduce yourselves? Hello, I'm Joanne Truscott, Uber partner driver with my husband. Yeah, that's me, Darren. Uber driver as well, yeah, for over a year now. Thank you. And besides driving on the Uber app, what do you do? What are your hobbies? What do you like to do with your time? Looking after children. <laughs> yeah. We have eight children between us, so there's always something to do. Some, someone always, one of them won't need something. Um, Birmingham City season ticket holder. Well, say enjoy the football, if you can call it football, Birmingham City. But <laughs> Yeah, that's the cross I've had to bear since a kid. Yeah, and me, gosh, apart from housework and work and homework with kids, reading horror stories by Stephen King that's about it and looking forward to holidays whenever they may come <laughs> so do you have any crazy or memorable stories with any of your riders and if you had to pick one who's been your favorite I had a lovely lady that I picked up from Sainsbury's with her shopping and a lady in her 40s late 40s like me and we go in the car and Barbara Streisand was playing on the radio and she said I love this song and I said 
God, so do I. So we turned it up and we belted the song out all the way back to her house. And it was fabulous. <laughs> I had one. Um, the nicest people, I was taking some, some Asian people to a wedding. And we, it was about a 20-minute drive. And um, I dropped them to the conference place and they, they asked me to come in. I mean, I'm not really a drinker, but just felt rude. And there was nice people. So, yeah, I went in and I spent about an hour there. And I had to park the Uber and get an Uber back. <laughs> I had a couple of drinks. So it was, that was that was nice. Really nice time. Um, yeah, but it's so diverse. Out there. You could you can pick up um, a leader of industry and a factory worker the next. And they've all got a story to tell. And that's the great thing about it. And, you know, it's, that's the diversity of Uber, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's brilliant. I mean, we came across it, because I've never done taxi drive before. We came California, across it when we was in California. And I said, this is something that, you know, nearing 50, I could I could do it. It's just nice and flexible, work around the children. And so we beat, I beat the buddy last year. And, um, yeah, that was it. It's good, isn't it? It's yeah, worked, it's worked out well for both of us. I mean, for me, it's fabulous. I can drop my youngest daughter to school at half eight. I work all day until I pick her up at half three. When she goes to Brownies on a Tuesday night, I do a couple of hours while she's there. She goes to gymnastics Thursday, I do a couple more hours while she's there. So it's it's excellent working around families. If I get a job near to where I live in the day, after I've dropped off, I can pop in, run the vacuum round while I'm waiting for my next yeah, job. That, that, so it's just so flexible. If you need more money, if this big bill comes in, you just go out and do more hours work. It, it suits you, what you need. I just absolutely love it. Love talking to people all day. You know, it's it's the nicest job I've ever had. The same for me. Yeah. Same for me, really. It's um, the older the, the lads they play football, and we go. I said, I said Birmingham City, so it just works well. We you know we can come and go as you please, kind of thing. And that's that's the beauty of it. And again, we're both people's people, so it's you know you're meeting people all the time, and everyone's got a story to tell, haven't they? Yeah, they you have. Know, so you know, you can be picking good. up single mothers. And, and on the flip side, you, and on anyone? the flip side, you share your stories with them. Yeah, you know, and that's, which is an equal measure of good thing, isn't it? You know, everyone's yeah. So just to touch on the whole TV series of Where to Britain, how did you get into it in the first place? Well, they sent an email around asking if anyone would be interested and uh, replied that I would, never thinking that anything would come of it. Then got a phone call, which led to a FaceTime call. Then it led to going to see the producers. And then um, just before Christmas, we started the filming. And it's been really enjoyable, nerve-wracking, scary, but brilliant. Really loved it. And how many days did the whole filming take? Well, I did two days of filming, two 12-hour days of filming. <laughs> wow, is that how you imagined filming would be? I didn't realise so much went into getting... <laughs> I mean, obviously, they've got lots more footage, but I didn't realise how many people were working behind the scenes and, you know, everything. There's so, such a lot goes into capturing. I mean, the car was rigged up with four different cameras and endless photographers and things. <laughs> but, um, yeah... Really, really has been enjoyable and funny, to, and to hear your own voice on telly. Oh, it's not good, but um, but it's it's been good. And Joanne, what made you really want to take part in this filming? Um, I think I just wanted to do it really because I was a bit scared about doing it, but I wanted to do it so that my kids could see see the mom, you know, on TV, you know, and on. So uh, yeah, I'm proud of it now that I've done it, and the kids are really proud of me and my mom. <laughs> So it's, I'm really glad that I did it. Oh, I love that reason. That's brilliant. And what was your friends and family's reaction when they saw you on TV, the final result? 
All really positive, really positive. They've loved it, they've laughed, because they said, God, Mum, that's just you. And that's what they were trying to show, you know. So uh, it's no surprise to them what they've seen on screen, because that is me anyway, every day. That's brilliant, and they should be proud you were brilliant. And Darren, have you taken part in the shooting too? No, it was just Joanne, really. Yeah, but I knew, I knew she'd be made for because it's just, she only had to be herself anyway, and it's, it's come across as a, so it's all good, really. So amazing to hear this and hear your stories. You both have amazing ratings, clearly. So before you go, what tips can you give to any other partners in your city? Me and Joe, we've both got good ratings. I mean, Joe's five, and I'm 499 after, you know, over 3,000. So I would say, you, you, I mean, it comes easy because I'm just being myself. And I'm a native of Birmingham, so I know I don't have to rely on the sat nav. But, if you, you know, but, but that's no excuse not to get a good rating because you just have people the preferred route explain to people if they need explaining you, you know i'll do a bit of background so i can explain about the surge and what goes on behind it and, and why it happens and it's analytics and it just it just it just helps and just be and just be you know polite and helpful That's... yeah just be polite with people i mean we help i help people with the shopping i'll go out and put the shopping in the boot so you're also educating your riders too that's always good. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because it, some of the riders can be annoyed and just think, oh, it's just a money-making thing. But we explain that. No, look look at the weather. This is dangerous for us to drive in, so not many drivers are around. Yeah. We are, you know, risking our cars, you know, to drive you here. So that's maybe why the, the prices are surging or, you know. So, yeah, just educating and, the and riders just, as well. And it's just sometimes telling people, because, I, I mean, you do still get the, the odd customer who thinks that you've got a magic button and you've created the surge yourself. Yeah. Like you're controlling that. Yeah. But just, you know, but yeah, but on the old, you know. It was really, really fun chatting to you both and congratulations again on being on TV. So exciting. So for those of you who'd like to check out the episode with Joanne, just head to the description section of this episode. We'll have the link right there for you. Joanne, Darren, thank you again. Thanks for having us on the podcast. It was really nice to do it. Thank you very much. Yeah, from me, yeah, look forward to listening to you. Thank you. So with that, we come to the end of another episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the topics today and hearing the interview with Joanne and Darren. If you have some questions or any feedback, just make sure you submit them via our podcast page on t.uber.com slash UK podcasts. And also make sure you subscribe to our SoundCloud channel for the latest updates. Drive safe and have a good one. Until next time, everyone.